in, ladies and gentlemen. It is Siza and the Stash. I am the Stash. With me, as always, Parker Siza. Parker, how are you doing, brother? I am doing well. How are you today? I'm so incredibly sore because I tried to play a young man's game, uh, and that was a bachelor but you're a young weekend. Man, you know? I'm 28. Yeah, come like, on. You, you, you're putting is... yourself in that. Uh, the young uh, men uh, over <laughs> here are doing this. You're putting yourself in that category. Damn, dangerous. I am. The, yeah. Like 30 is knocking on the door, and I tell you what, that 30 is coming early, uh, I feel. But uh, it was my soon-to-be brother-in-law's bachelor party, slash they did like a combined party because they're like 21, okay? They're, they're so much young men. They're, 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 yeah. That's, that's right. And so Friday night was pro wrestling, sold a bunch of mustaches, and uh, it was a great time. Then that night got... Uh, uh, I grayed out, didn't black out. You know, I, I kept everything in in control. The the groom though, uh, he had a, a hell of a time. He uh, fertilized the yard a little ah, bit, to say yeah. the least. Yeah. Uh, and then the next day we went to a water park and they kept drinking. And I was like, I can't. I fell asleep on my couch, and I've never been more sore than sleeping weirdly on a couch. Oh my gosh, is this what being old feels like? I, I need you to describe a gray out. So what's the gray out to a blackout? So a gray out is when you don't, like, when you try and recall the night, you're like, man, I don't really remember much. But the moment that someone reminds you of a thing, you're like, it's oh this. yeah, 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 yeah that yeah. happened. A uh, couple things that, that were reminded uh, of me was... So my my current brother-in-law, uh, my my sister's husband, uh, he and I were hanging out, and he is a former wrestling state wrestling runner-up, uh, like just phenomenal wrestler in high school. I wasn't that good of a wrestler, but I know I'm a hundred times stronger than he is. And so he and I were talking about we we just started wrapping up with each other, yep. and we're going. But my brother said my brother Eli, who's in high school. So he wasn't drinking, remembers everything, obviously. Sure, sure. He was like, I thought one of you was going to die. <laughs> I thought one of you was going to throw the other one. You're going to land on the concrete. You're going to land in the fire pit. Like, it was going to be a bad time. But we both stayed on our feet. Uh, the other thing that I was reminded of was while my future brother-in-law was uh, uh, clearing his system, clearing his guts yes. uh, from his time drinking, my brother Lucas was to his left. I was to his right, and we were just chowing down on calzones while he was just up chucking in the yard. We were like, <laughs> That's man, a weekend, man. Really That's was. a weekend right there. It was wild. And then we went to a water park the next day, and I just sat around and made sure all the youngins didn't die because they they were pounding shots and they were yeah, yeah. they were hammer they had bucket drinks and they were like hammering those and I was like Goodness gracious, I can't do that anymore. Yeah, uh, those those times have come and gone for me too. Just uh, <laughs> just the uh, the inordinate amount of drinking throughout the weekend. Oh. I could do it for for a, I could do one gray out a weekend. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah. I, can, I can't do multiple, uh, mm -hmm. but I could do one gray out a weekend. That's so, where that's, that's where I'm to at it. too. I could I so. could gray out once a weekend yeah. and I'd be fine. But the idea of running it back two days in a row, yeah. oh yeah. gosh! And so my and I still haven't recovered. And the thing that I haven't recovered from 
is from sleeping on the couch. Like, I was able to function the next day totally fine. I didn't feel much of a hangover or anything like that. But my back is so out of whack because I slept on a couch. How messed yeah. up is that? That's not good. Not good. Not good. I, I know people. I know a guy who could sleep anywhere. He could sleep on a couch. Any mm. couch doesn't matter. He could. I, I watched him sleep on a hardwood floor once. He woke up on a, oh on a hardwood floor, oh, just just oh, like oh. like on on his belly, you yeah. know, arms out uh, above his head, just you know, maybe one head tilted to this which way. <laughs> uh, that's how he would sleep. He could do that. He probably could still do that today, and he's That's in his upper twenties. It, it definitely is. Definitely is. <laughs> how was how was so. your weekend? Ah, uh, it's good. Uh, some golf. Uh, didn't didn't gray out. Didn't do any of that uh, or blackout or or much drinking at all. But no, no golfed a little bit. Very nice good. hot weekend. It was. And uh, so yeah, that was nice. Very much so. Good hot weekend. Good one to spend at the water park. I yeah. tell you what. Yep. Oh man, but. Enough about us and our weekends. We have things to talk about. The Husker Roundup, a little light today. However, we do have some things to talk about. Parker Siza, what do we have? I saw there was some announcements that happened. Yeah. Uh, we, we know when some games are happening next season. Yeah. What do we know? Yeah, with Nebraska football. So, you know, off-season officially here for Nebraska sports. Well, track and field actually has the NCAAs coming up this week. Uh, well, we might get to that next week. Axelina. Uh, she's yeah. got to go throw, brother. Axelina Johansson. Uh, <laughs> yes. Well, we'll talk about that, that a little bit more next week. But, you know, yeah, off-season officially here for Nebraska mm-hmm. sports. Uh, there was some announcements on kickoff times for football games that were made and i always like checking these out you know you get a little bit excited for it so absolutely uh, thursday august 31st nebraska at minnesota 7 p.m on fox and uh, then their very next game at colorado on september 9th at also on fox so two uh, network games there for nebraska and then that colorado game at 11 a.m which kind of that's interesting it's going to be 10 a.m mountain time there in in boulder colorado i thought they would make that a night game seven o'clock for Deion Sanders' first home game of his uh, tenure at Colorado. I thought that it just fit a night game type personality, but 11 a.m., all right, whatever. 10 o'clock in the morning, though, that's when they're oh, starting yeah. there in Boulder. So. Yeah, I mean, it, it's I'm surprised, too, but I guess they probably didn't want to go back-to-back weeks of having Nebraska be the 7 o'clock prime, seven o'clock time. prime yeah. time game, especially when there's so many question marks on, is this team going to be any good? Like, the, the first, you know, having... At Minnesota, having at Colorado, on the road, new coach. There's so many question marks, and for a for a network to be like, yeah, these are our prime time mm-hmm. guys. Like, eh, it's yeah. just it's hard. It's hard to do for a network. Now, yeah, and it, it did. It does make sense though. Uh, but also, you know, the 11 a.m. Fox time is their technical prime time. That's sure. the slot that's the biggest and most important to them because you know CBS has the 2:30 ABC always has the 6 7 o'clock at night so good, I, I guess you, you do get Fox's big game there for those two the first two there for Nebraska and then September 16th the home opener they play Northern Illinois at 6 o'clock on Fox Sports 1 uh, you have October 6th which is a Friday night I don't know what we is think. Is that your birthday? We're gonna, no, October 8th. Ah, oh, it was days. close. That, that, very impressive. I know yours is a few days after mine. Uh-huh. Yep, have, 16th. There you go. So, uh, But no, October 6th, a Friday at Illinois, 7 o'clock on Fox Sports 1. Uh, they have the Saturday, October 28th game with Purdue at either 11, 2.30, or 3. And then the Friday, November... <laughs> go ahead. Does that count as no, an it, announcement? It, 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 <laughs> I think, I think that all they could have said there for the Purdue game was it's not going to be a night game. That's that's all they yes, needed to say. Absolutely. <laughs> it's going to be any other time. <laughs> 
Okay. And All then right. uh, and then Friday, November 24th, Iowa, 11 a.m. CBS. The Iowa game usually would be a 230 Fox Sports 1. network? Yeah, yeah. Or, <laughs> CBS? Or, or, or the Big Ten network. But yeah, no, now CBS. So CBS, new partner with the Big Ten this year. Yeah. They released an entire Big Ten schedule of games they're going to be at. And you get this uh, one Friday, November 24th, Iowa, CBS. First time Nebraska has been on CBS in the regular season since 1990. So 28 Whoa. years they played one game on CBS since then, which was the 2009 Gator Bowl, the one they beat Clemson. Bo Pelini's first game, that was on mm-hmm. CBS. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so there you go, Nebraska-Iowa. That'll be fun. I, I enjoy mm-hmm. that. And and it's going to get a great audience. I mean, you know, that, that's the day after the NFL on Thanksgiving, you know, obviously yeah. on CBS, and then you get that uh, that crowd coming on. So, I don't know. Good stuff to look forward to this uh, this season for Husker football. Yeah, I think it's going to be great. I mean, I, I, you love seeing primetime spots. You love seeing yeah. – I mean, the Fox Sports 1 games are like, ah, whatever, but they're – at least it's on a network. We know we'll, where we'll be able to get it. Uh, and really, it's exciting stuff. Yep, getting some night games, getting some morning. I, I'm a big fan of the 11 a.m. kickoffs. I don't know about any of you guys, but uh, 11 a.m. to me, mm-hmm. you get, you know, I'm kind of a morning person, not sure. not a great morning person, but you get football on right away. You get a Nebraska game on at 11 o'clock, and then your day's over. Like, then there's more football on right after that, and then even more football on after that. So, I, I don't know. A lot of people are like, get 11 a.m.s away, but 11 a.m. games away, but I like them. I like an 11 a.m. game, plus because if you win, you're able to drink in victory, and if you lose, you're able to drink in sorrow. Yes. We're, yeah, we're you're able to set it. the you're tone. Likely forget it or gray, gray out, you know, <laughs> be remembered of it yes, the following of course. day. Uh, but you're always able to do that at 11 a.m. So Absolutely. I have a, a little bit more on Husker football. Uh, Ted Carter, president of the University of Nebraska. Admiral. The Admiral himself, uh, Top Gun man uh, extraordinaire. He wa- did an interview with Husker Online, and he said, quote, We are winning the offseason with Matt Rule like never before. So go ahead, crown us offseason national champs 2023. We're, we've got how many years running of being offseason national champions? Well, when, so let's go, let's go 2000. 2003 is when we started being really bad at football. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. uh, we'll, we'll say this maybe the 20th edition, the 20th straight offseason national championship. Absolutely. Nebraska football. 100%. Yeah. And Ted Carter is jumping on the bandwagon. Yeah. Uh, which is, which is fun to see. Yep, I yep. love seeing a higher ups at Nebraska doing that and i think the reason is you know of course like matt rules getting all these now uh commits he's they're getting announcements of visits coming up which mm-hmm. some of these visitors are uh you know t- class of 2024 class of 2025 but they're projecting out top 100 type players so mm-hmm. you just get that kind of uh you know attention to your university to your program you get that yeah. buzz brother you get the buzz uh you start drinking the kool-aid as we <laughs> just love to do here in the yep. in the state of nebraska and uh yeah, we're off season champs like no other. I would rather uh not be an off season champion and just a a bowl game participant. <laughs> yeah, you know, I like would, that's you're all right. I want. <laughs> like I could care less if, if we're we have the worst off season ever. If it means we went six and six this season, oh, that'd be great. I love it'd it when you really talk dirty good. to me. Six and six. <laughs> six and six. Oh man. Woo. Off to 
Nashville, wherever we're going, <laughs> yeah. Wh- whatever. Off to <laughs> Yankee uh, Stadium. Uh, the Idaho, bowl. baby. Here we go. <laughs> potato bowl. The potato bowl. Yeah. I'll take whatever I can get, man. Well, they've got the Pop Tart Bowl this year. That's you right. That? Replacing the Cheez Its. The Pop Tarts, <laughs> man. That's, that's... I love a good Pop Tart. Love a good Pop Tart. Which you've seen the Cheez It Bowl setup, right? Have you seen how it's they. It's phenomenal. So the hotel, I don't know, they probably rent out a hotel at the mm. Cheez It Bowl, wherever it's at. I'm guessing like Texas or, or something Arizona, like that. Arizona, maybe? Arizona, maybe. Yeah. I'm yeah, going to Google it. Keep yeah. talking. Could be, could be Phoenix or, or Glendale, I guess, but uh, they, they trick out the hotel rooms to like cheese it themed like the pillows are cheese it's wow. uh the the rooms are red and then the pillows are all like orange so you get that like cheese it aesthetic and everything oh, uh, it's, it's in orlando oh it's in yeah it yeah, used right. to be it, it used, used to be yeah grounds. it used to be the camping world uh camping world bowl or whatever goodness gracious gave it up what's he chirping at us is it the thing again yeah well i'm gonna ignore it we're gonna keep on going everybody hear that Turn it up. Turn up our mic so people can hear what we're right, dealing with here in the go. studio. It sounds like a bird. Like a bird. <laughs> it does. Yeah. It'll, it'll shut off. It'll shut soon. off eventually. Goodness gracious. Why don't we take like a quick transition and we'll get to our next, Perfect. next topic. More news for Nebraska sports. This one, a big one for Nebraska basketball. The Phenom is coming back, baby. Tell me a little bit about Kasey Tominaga. Kasey Tominaga. Yeah, he's coming back to Nebraska. The sharpshooter took the world by storm. Uh, and I really mean that. Like, the guy was, oh, yeah. the guy became a big deal nationally. And yes, he is a Japanese American. Yes, he is playing college basketball, uh, at a high level at Nebraska. He did last year. And that's not a story you get very often, especially with, you know, Japanese, uh, Americans like that. But, uh, Kasey Tominaga, just, uh, like Steph Curry like. I mean, he, he he pulls up from deep. You know, he, he can go from half court. He could slash to the basket. Defense is one thing that, you know, if you're talking about this guy being an NBA prospect, which he was, he worked out with the Indiana Pacers. One thing that they probably told him was, look, you got to get a little bigger and we need, you know, your defense to improve a little bit. So I, I feel like that's why he uh, decided to come back. But uh, coming off a junior season where he was honorable mention, all Big Ten could have been better, I think, if he would have played most of the season. But average 13.1 points per game, shot 50% uh, from the field and 40% from the three point line. All of those. Those numbers Goodness. are above average, and he was one of six players in Division One to average double figures while shooting 50% from the field and 40% from three-point range and 85% from the free-throw line. So uh, this is going to be a uh, fun player to continue watching uh, there for Fred Hoiberg in Nebraska. And I think for Fred, you know, him kind of going into what I would say is a hot-seat situation uh, next year, being that, you know, how long has he been here? Four years? Three years? Still yeah. haven't even sniffed close to an NCAA tournament. I mean, you made the run to the NIT, but you haven't made an NCAA tournament. You kind of need something good to happen this year. I think you wanted to start by getting this guy back. So, uh, Tome Naga, this is big uh, for the Big Red, and I think he can have a really good year. You know, can... we don't often get feel-good stories when it comes to Nebraska basketball. You know, whether it's a... Whether have we it's ever? A, have we ever? <laughs> I mean, it's a great question because when I think, uh, like, I can't think of big names within the Huskers. However, uh, it was a couple years ago, Nebraska had their first uh, NBA draft pick. McGowan's, yeah, Bryce McGowan's. Bryce yep, McGowan's. Yep. Then 
this guy is very clearly a prospect. He's a he's a yeah. great shooter, and he's deciding to come back to work on his game to then go on to to hopefully be drafted again. This is this is as good of news as you're gonna get for Nebraska basketball at this moment, and uh, and honestly. Might be the best news Nebraska basketball is going to get in years because I mean, it, just, it just doesn't happen. Yeah, and think of how that's going to pertain nationally now too. There's going to be interest, like there's going to be a lot of interest in because this guy's pretty popular. Have you seen uh, Tomenaga when he when there's like a social media clip of him, the views that circuit. Like next time you see on Twitter, mm-hmm. that's I think a really good one where you could actually like see the impressions yeah. that it makes. I, I remember watching one. It was like a highlight clip of him, and uh, it was in Japanese too. So it's getting circulated like worldwide and overseas, yeah. but it's getting in the tens of thousands of views. Where you know, like other ones, maybe would get like you know, like seven hundred forty-eight uh-huh. views. You know what I mean? So he he's getting a lot of attention. You know, he's getting featured on Big Ten networks. ESPN had a featurette on him once too. So uh, this is great. This is great, and he's going to be. He was. He went into last year. He wasn't. He was a role player at. At most, mm-hmm. and then you know when there were injuries to Nebraska, like around December, he became a starter and then put up the numbers as we mentioned earlier. So now just let's just wait for an entire season where he's kind of not. Doesn't the focus. that look bad for Hoiberg? What, what do you mean? So the idea that this guy who is a bona fide stud for Nebraska didn't start was just a role player, oh, yeah, yeah, and then. Hoiberg happened to stumble into yeah. a star player. Doesn't that look bad for him? It's a good question. I think uh, with a guy like Tomei Naga, where he's... And, and granted, yes, a head coach should know more about your player than what I'm about to say, but he kind of went into this season as, you know, he's the three-point shooter. Mm-hmm. Um, no, like, real place for him in the starting lineup. Maybe there is. I mean, if he's hot enough and, and shooting well enough and, you know, defending well enough, yes, he, he is a starter. But I just think that his role going into the season, especially with what you had there, then you had guys get injured, like uh, Bandamel and Gary, kind of his position. They mm. get hurt. This guy rose up. Maybe it's more of that, but that is interesting. The it's, fact that he has been here, he's been here for a couple of years, Tomenaga, yeah. and now we kind of just saw his his development. So, Wondering, yeah, maybe why didn't it work out yeah. <laughs> a year or two ago? But but still, you know, yeah, b- better late than never. I guess, I, right? You're right. Yeah. I have one yeah. other hypothetical for Husker basketball. Because of his success, uh, being a foreign-born player who's yeah. come to Nebraska, and because these videos are getting viewed outside of the U.S., is it possible that Nebraska becomes the the global hub like Nebraska stops going after you know high school players here in the US because high school players here in the US all want to go to the Kentuckys the Dukes the you know the North Carolinas like the, these big schools these big name schools Nebraska's not that however uh, overseas they are seeing all of these big highlights from Japanese born players i think they had a swedish player not too long uh, ago, Icelandic, or Icelandic, Thorir, Thorbjörnsson, yeah, absolutely. And so we're seeing more of these guys have success at Nebraska. Do you think that it could be a, a viable option that Nebraska says, you know what, let's stop focusing on? I mean, you're never not going to focus on the U.S., yeah. but what about why don't we just go and find these guys 
overseas. I was trying to find this. I agree, but I was trying to find this tweet because they were actually uh, looking at another guy who they called the, it was like the Mongolian sharpshooter or something like that. He was from the University <laughs> what of What a name. Mong- and I, I, I'm going to get this wrong, and I can't find the tweet uh, mm. as I'm finding it, but I know he was a uh, University of Dayton basketball player. Played pretty well. He's similar to Tomenanga, but mm-hmm. they call him the, uh, the Mo- and he had a last name that I, if we saw it here, I probably would not be able to sure. pronounce it. Uh, but I know they called him like the Mongolian Golian sharpshooter. So uh, oh, we'll see if awesome. he ends up coming. But yeah, I, I like it, man. If you can get if you can get your notoriety that way, just uh, foreign born. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, look, foreign born players are kind of dominating the NBA. I mean, yeah. Nikola Jokic, Serbian, uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo from Greece, Luka Doncic from the number Spain. one overall pick is going to be from France. Win like, Banyama, yes. absolutely. So uh, yeah, if you can kind of kind of take a spearhead on that, I mean. It, Fred Hoiberg, he's been around basketball for a very long time. Mm-hmm. He knows where there are some good players around the country. So it uh, doesn't surprise me that he would try to pull from that. Speaking of the NBA, the NBA Finals are here, and the Miami Heat uh, have roared back in Game 2. They are 1-1 one and one in the NBA Finals. What is going on with the NBA Finals? Because it's a two-seed? Two Denver, Denver's one seed, a one Denver, seed. Eight seed, eight seed Miami. Miami. Yeah. It is wild that this the series is tied one one. I truly Just, thought Denver was yeah. gonna. I thought Nikola Jokic was gonna score seventy and have like a quadruple double on this Miami Heat team, but they're fighters. They're fighting, brother. Yeah, yeah one eleven, one oh eight win last night, Monday night or Sunday night for the uh, Miami Heat. Uh, Jimmy Butler, pretty good last night, 21 points. Gabe Vincent, though, led their team with 23. Bam Adebayo also had 21. Uh, Jokic, see, what did he do? Well, he finished 16 of 28 from the floor. So he uh, got his. Yeah, he got his. But, uh, it, you know, Denver was ahead most of the game. They are up by 15 in the first half. I was monitoring the game last night, wasn't really watching it. And then uh, Miami just started to pull back, uh, pull back into it a little bit. Third quarter came around. Denver's still up by like a dozen. And then Miami brought it within, uh, I think, three, maybe, right mm-hmm. right before the fourth quarter. And then outscored them by five or whatever, six in, in the fourth quarter to win the game. So basketball is a game of runs. Miami had their runs right at the end, very timed out well. So, or timed out very well. So uh, that's how they got it done. But this was big because I was in your boat. I thought this series was over after watching the Nuggets, watching Jamal Murray. Uh, watching how this team works defensively, they're unstoppable. They're very well coached with uh, Coach Malone. Thought, yeah, they were going to sweep this series. Miami pulled out a really, really impressive win last night, and now they go back to Miami for two games. You know, there's another can split there. We're, we're talking about two and two finals. With, um, you know, yeah, truly anything can happen. Then at that point, however, while anything can happen, there is a uh, hmm. I don't want to say conspiracy theory because it, because it's not conspiracy theory. It's all, you know, it's, it's coincidences. There are many fans that believe that they know who is winning the NBA finals because Taylor Swift has cursed NBA franchises. Okay. Her era's tour is going on all over the country, all over the the country. And while the, while the series was going on, she had concerts in Phoenix. She was in uh, she was in Glendale, Arizona, and shortly after she was in Glendale, the Phoenix Suns lost 
the series. Boom. Okay. Philadelphia. Yeah. Right after Boston beat him. Yep. <laughs> she was she was there during the series. Like when they yeah. were in Boston, she was in Philly. Philly ended up losing mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. series. The Boston Celtics. She was in Boston for during that series. They end up losing. Okay. You know where she has it where she is not going to be during the NBA Finals? She is probably I, I would say she is not going to Denver. She is going, she to, is Denver. going to Denver. She's not gonna be in Miami. Really? That shocks me. Miami I thought would have been like her first, right? <laughs> first leg on the Absolutely. Tour. Yeah. Okay. No, the, she is she is going to be in Denver while the NBA finals is going on. Sorry, Denver. It's over. The Taylor That's Swift big. curse is big here, man. That's big. That is big. I am full <laughs> in on that. Yeah. So oh, Phoenix, man. she's in Phoenix. Phoenix loses to yep. the Nuggets, and then yep. she's in Philadelphia. Philadelphia loses to the Celtics, and then she's in yep. Boston, and Boston loses to the Heat. Yes. Amazing. Absolutely Amazing. wild. When is the Denver show for Taylor? Or, uh, uh, Denver yeah. is, I can tell you. Because uh, I want tickets. I want to go. I mean, it's not that far <laughs> if if no, you think yeah. you can get tickets, <laughs> it ain't happening. Goodness. Uh, she is in Denver the 14th and 15th of July. Uh, so I take it back. She's not going to be in Denver during the during it, but yeah. she will be in Denver uh, coming up in July. She is not going to Miami, period. Not going at all. Yeah, I'm looking at, at her future dates. No Miami here. Minneapolis, Pittsburgh coming up, Cincinnati, Kansas City. That's not far away from here. Yeah. Uh, Seattle, yeah. Interesting. Interesting Interesting stuff. stuff. Interesting stuff, man. Uh, But that is not the only finals going on here in sports. The NHL finals is going on, and this one feels like it is going how it should go. (laughs) Because the goal, because when I, and, and I'm not a big hockey guy, but looking from the outside in, I associate the Golden Knights with being a good team. I do not associate the Florida Florida Panthers as being this powerhouse team. So the fact that the Golden Knights won 5-2 for first game uh, does not surprise me in the least. Yeah, Vegas though. Vegas has the pedigree too. I mean, the first year they were an NHL franchise. They went all the way to the Stanley Cup final, had a 3-1 lead and then gave up 3 in a row to Washington, the time the Capitals uh, came back to win that Stanley Cup. So Vegas has been there and done that before. Florida's here for the first time. Uh, Vegas won that first one 5-2 on Saturday uh, over the Panthers, and and now they've got uh, Game 2 coming up on Monday night here. So, uh, yeah, I'm kind of I'm checked out of hockey. When, when there are teams that are below below like the if you if you take a line in Nebraska just stretch it straight across mm-hmm. and include Chicago if it's not included already and like Philadelphia and the New York area mm-hmm. anybody north and above I'll I'll root for in the NHL gotcha. and then plus the Avalanche I mean the Avalanche you know yeah D- Denver D- Denver has natural ice in that town, like sure. ice can go in that town. So I'm, uh, I think we already had this conversation too, <laughs> by the way, how only, only cold city should have hockey teams. But, uh, of course I don't actually mean that. It just is more interesting to me when you have the, the Northeast teams mm-hmm. and, and Canadian teams. Canadian teams are, are barely in the finals anymore. Yeah. It's more interesting to me when that happens. I, I, I could care less watching Vegas or Florida uh, win yeah. the title, though. Yeah, I don't know, man. It is it is what it is. I mean, from the game one, I don't think this is going to be much of a series. So, 
Who knows? Yeah. Maybe it'll turn. Maybe we'll see, we'll see some highlights on ESPN one of these days. <laughs> we are going to move on to a new segment. Weekly, right? This is going to be this a is weekly, the plan. Maybe the plan is weekly. We'll see. We we love to learn more about each other. We love to to find out things uh, about the co-host and host experience and. You know, what better way to figure out what our favorite things are? And we are going to do something that is cliche in sports, but we're hoping to turn it on its head just a little bit. The Mount Rushmore. All right. We, every week we are going to do a Mount Rushmore. This week of our sports idols. Uh, personally, I was thinking of them through my childhood lens of mm-hmm. who, when I was growing up and was really into sports. And, and like, obviously, I'm still into sports, but. There's nothing like being into sports as like a fourth grader who gets to watch ESPN every morning before they go off to school. That's like a different level of sports fan. Yep. yep. And so we're kind of hearkening back to that time. Yes. The Mount Rushmore of sports idols. Uh, yep. Let's go back and forth. Do you want to get started? Do you want to uh, go I first? I could start. I certainly could start. So, yes, these are very personal to us, I would yeah. say, right? And, Absolutely. Uh, and, of course, like there is no – usually, like I think maybe in future Mount Rushmores that we'll mm-hmm. do, we can debate like, okay, mine's the actual Mount Rushmore. Yours is yes. – like we're going to do that. Yeah. This is going to be just pure um, – in the in Austin world, mm-hmm. in Parker world. Yeah. On the other side of this galaxy that we are currently in, the Milky Way galaxy, <laughs> there are two other planets, and uh, and this is where these sports stars uh, are reigned supreme. So my number one, the George Washington of mine, is Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods, oh. for me, I mean, you talk about, like, third, fourth grade watching yeah. Sports Center highlights. I mean, and me being a golf, like, growing up around golf, my grandpa being a golf pro, uh, my mom being a golf, my aunt being a Nebraska amateur golf champion, uh, my uncle playing for the University of Nebraska. Like, golf was a big deal. Absolutely. And Tiger Woods was the dude. And it, I don't know why, it just, it just seemed like he, <laughs> he just captured, like, you're like you could see yourself in Tiger. Like I remember watching Tiger going, "Yeah, I could do that," you know, and stuff like that. <laughs> like it's just so weird. Uh, but uh, yeah, that was me with Tiger Woods watching him win uh, the 2005 Masters when he ch- that famous chip in uh, where he's behind the green and then mm-hmm. Vern Lundquist on the call. Like, oh my goodness, does it get any better? It, yes, whatever he says. But uh, yeah, that was uh, it's great early memories. So Tiger's number one on my list. Absolutely, I'm my first two guys are. Can I add something else yeah, real quick? Go for it. I should say this. Tiger Woods, off the golf course, maybe not the best idol in the world. So that's, so that's, that's a exactly, tough first one. That's it's a, tough. Listen, but, but still, I was exactly going to say the exact same thing <laughs> with my first two. Because <laughs> since since growing up, we have found out things about my first two. Okay? okay. Let's go. I'm going to go. First one is Mark McGuire. <laughs> Okay, and yeah, he kinda I has loved Mark McGuire yeah. when I was a kid. He had—I don't know if you remember this—he had a, a like a play, like a wiffle bat uh, that had a foam handle, and it had his grip emblazoned in it, so that way you could hold the bat like yeah. Mark McGuire could. I played like I played the Major League Baseball video games and I was always putting Mark McGuire on my on the Atlanta Braves because I was a huge Atlanta Braves fan when I was younger and yeah. like Mark McGuire was my guy I loved him he was hitting bombs it was exciting like it was it was an, it was an event when Mark McGuire was up to bat 
And I just remember dreaming of being like Mark McGuire when I grew up. Yeah, I, I know. And I really, I don't have any recollection of watching Mark McGuire. I just remember how big of a deal that whole home run thing yeah. with him and Ken Griffey Jr. was. So, yeah, that's... Uh, that, that's Ken Griffey Jr., Sammy Sosa, you know, Barry Bonds, all of them were in the this long ball era of just like, just hitting dingers, mm-hmm. man. And so it was, it was a wild time. Yep. And, and... For some reason, Mark McGuire was the guy. I mean, it, it makes sense because, like, when you think about Austin Pistolka, I'm a guy who loves. I, I love lifting heavy weights. Uh, you know, when I think of Mark McGuire, I think of a guy who is just freaking jacked. Like, you could see the muscles rippling on his forearms every time he swung that stick, brother. Yep. Oh, good stuff. All so, right, number two, Tiger Woods, Mark McGuire. This is such a funny segment <laughs> just for like sports idols. <laughs> Tiger Woods and Mark McGuire. Uh, I'm sorry, I just had to mention that. That's awesome. As athletes, not off the court or or their decisions to get better as athletes. When I was a child, I thought thought of Mark McGuire in this way. Now, I don't know. This one may uh, may be a little more on brand. He's definitely a, a star in his field and definitely a star off of his field. And that's Peyton Manning. Uh... That's a great My call. favorite quarterback of all time, my favorite player of all time. I loved him when he was with the Indianapolis Colts, and I was a big Broncos fan. And I would actually, like, I remember there was a Colts-Broncos playoff game where he was the quarterback, and they won, like, 41-10. to 10. But I wasn't that mad because I was like, Peyton Manning's the greatest. And then, you know, his career kind of takes a downturn. Sure. He gets hurt. Uh, he comes to Denver and revitalizes his career, won a Super Bowl uh, with the Broncos, which was uh, easily like top two uh, sports moment of my life uh, back in 2015. So Peyton Manning, future, well, no, current, I guess, NFL Hall of Famer. Jeez, yeah. I forgot he's in the Hall of Fame already. It's wild. It he, like he's been he was, he really was, like, it doesn't feel like he, it feels like he's, just left the league, mm-hmm. and so the fact that he's already a Hall of Famer, yep. I mean, great pick for for yep. uh, a Mount Rushmore of icons. I mean, there there's not very many people better at representing their sport and representing like what it means to be a good person. I say all this knowing full well that who knows in ten years if anything comes out. Sure. I hope yeah. not. But like it feels like one of those storms of like I'm talking about how great of a person he is, yeah. and then we're gonna get a do 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 Peyton Manning <laughs> yeah. in scandal. There was a little scandal for Peyton Manning. You you remember that? No. Whole, okay. I I don't want to get into it because I don't know the details, but I'll, okay, we'll, sure. we'll talk about it after. I know there was some kind of like thing back at Tennessee where uh, they were trying to knock oh, him. He for. was a college yeah, kid. Exactly. It was back in the day. Exactly. Now he's a changed man. We'll he, do our he's re- an yeah. adult. <laughs> We'll do our research off air here on this topic. So, yeah. My number two is uh, also an NFL quarterback. Mm. Definitely has some off-field issues sending unsolicited dick pics and stealing money from the poor people of Mississippi, Brett Favre. I was a huge, I still am a huge Green Bay Packers fan. And Brett Favre, when Brett Favre retired, I cried the first time. Oh, from Green Bay. From Green Bay. Yeah. No, when he retired, he retired as a, twice when he, after. Yeah, yeah, when he retired the third or fourth time, <laughs> I was like, finally, it's yeah, over. Yeah, yeah. Um, but when he w- when he retired from Green Bay, my I cried. Like my mom had to like give me a hug. It was like it's okay. Like it's it, all things come to an end. He was my quarterback. He yep. was my guy. He was he was the quarterback for me my entire childhood. And so when he 
retired. It was a sad time in the Postolka household. Uh, he, my dad would, would watch videos because we, I, I always, I was always a lineback, a lineman mm-hmm. playing football. Cause I was, you know, when I was in first grade, I was 110 pounds. Okay. I was a big freaking boy. So I never was able to run the ball, but when middle school football came around, 7th and 8th grade, I really wanted to be a running back or a quarterback because I wanted the glory, dang it. I wanted it. And so my dad watched a bunch of videos on how Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, it's Brett the other Favre, one. it's yeah. the other yeah. one, Brett Favre 2.0, how Brett Favre would throw the football, and I tried to learn how to throw the football like Brett Favre. So, like, that's the kind... He was absolutely an icon yeah. for me. He had a zip to the ball. Like, I don't think anybody's been able to replicate how he mm. throws the football and just how hard he throws the football. Yep. Aaron Rodgers is actually similar. Like, it, just in their throwing uh, velocity, I mm-hmm. guess you could say. I mean, they just rip the ball. But, uh, yeah, Brett Favre was... A ton of fun to watch. One of the, the funniest stories about Brett Favre is that I don't know if he and his wife are still together, but when but when he was playing in Green Bay, he broke his wife's fingers often because he was throwing oh, the, the ball. ball. They were playing catch, and he would zip the ball to her, and he'd break his break her finger. Like I remember that as a yeah. story on ESPN. Went, oh my gosh, wild! It's impressive. Impressive. <laughs> All right. Number three. Number three for me. Um, so I, I've done golf so far, Tiger Woods. Mm-hmm. Number two for me was Peyton Manning. I'm going to go basketball with number three and a guy that I used to watch his highlights all the time. You talked about a coach used to tell you, go watch so and so's highlight. Mm-hmm. I, a coach used to tell me this, go watch Tim Duncan highlights. Uh, oh, so the big fundamental. Yeah, the big fundamental. He was, I, I don't know what it is. Maybe it was just like his, his the ability. The way his face just never changed, no matter what. I don't know. Yeah. I just I resonated with that in a great way. A big play happens. He's just stone faced, just mm-hmm. just focusing on the next play. Uh, but that's that's a little bit uh, of why I like Tim Duncan. But you know, one of the greatest players of all time, Absolutely. one of the best four men of all time. Uh, kind of the 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 glue to that championship dynasty that was in san antonio so um yeah I, I i cried when tim duncan retired and that was not that long ago so, <laughs> so yeah uh tim duncan like him. super underrated i didn't cry when tim duncan retired. <laughs> so, yeah yeah go ahead yeah super or super underrated just because he wasn't he wasn't a drama guy no. he wasn't flashy but he he did he came in he did his job he he was a phenomenal star and it's it's tough seeing the fact that he doesn't get the same respect as as guys that d- honestly didn't do as much as him. So I'm yeah. great. Another great solid pick. I am now going to move away from problematic people. Okay, <laughs> this is a true like saint. We're coming up here. I on. don't know if yeah. he's a saint. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm not going to go that far. But I will say. At, at the very least, I haven't heard any bad news about him. Feel free to break my heart, but Chipper Jones is my ah, number three. Yeah, uh, he's the reason why I learned how to switch hit for baseball because he's the best switch hitter to ever mm-hmm. play the play the game. Uh, Chipper Jones had uh, had his jersey. Him and John Smoltz were my two favorite baseball players during that like during that early two thousands. Uh, baseball run and, and my mom was a big Braves fan and so I just latched on to them and Chipper Jones absolutely my favorite player and was like I tried to model my me playing baseball after Chipper Jones. There you go. Yeah, Chipper was 
Chipper, I, I have a um, a friend's dog who named their dog Chipper after Chipper Jones. So, you know, it's you good. get that. You it's get a, that it's a great it. nickname. Yeah. Chipper, I mean, come on now. Which is that, that's, that's a nickname, right? I think it's a nickname. I've never, it's got to be a nickname. Who in their right mind is naming their child Chipper? I mean, come on. There's no way. Well, um, I will tell you who is not naming their child Chipper, and that is uh, the son of Larry and um, Lynn Jones. They they named their son Larry Wayne Jones Jr., which uh, they then ah. named him Chipper Jones. So okay. I was trying to look through Wikipedia. Yeah, Larry and Lynn Jones. The, Larry the, the and Lynn Jones. Chipper Jones. But they didn't think they'd get a mention on the size and the stash podcast. I bet not. <laughs> What a time to be alive for Larry and Lynn. We got one more each. Okay. Um, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to go with uh, one that meant a lot to me, uh, very recently. Michael Block is, uh, no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Just kidding. Not, not the PGA professional Michael Block who just lit a fire under me over the last week. That got me so good. Oh, not Michael Block. We don't need any Ooh. Michael Block. Uh, I will go. Uh, I don't know. Just a a, a player. The, when I remember watching basketball, uh, not, not a player. I mean a coach. I'm, when I remember watching basketball as a kid, this was the team that was always really good, and this was the coach of that team that was always really good. And he's known as the highest you could possibly get to in your type of uh, division. And that is Mike Krzyzewski, the uh, head coach at Duke. Oh. Coach K. Uh, what more is to be said? The greatest, maybe the greatest basketball coach of all time, uh, kind of led the Duke Blue Devils there for 40 years, honestly. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, just, uh, I, I don't know. If I could, if I could meet and just pick the brain of a coach, it would probably be him more than just about anybody else. Uh, so even more than, I would, than the uh, great Tom Osborne. Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess Tom, that's a good one. That's, yeah, that's I, a good oh, one. But, I only got to ask because that's what, it, Living in the state of Nebraska, yeah. that's what everyone thinks. They're, they're... I was trying to actually avoid Husker. Dude, that, I kind of was, went, too. I went. I made it a point to not mention, because there, there would be a few that would be on there. But, yeah, uh, I, yeah I just I wanted to stay away from that. So I, I get you. Going with Coach K. Coach Very K, nice. greatest coach I think, of all I think time. it's a great pick. Yep. Great, great Mount Rushmore. So, so just to recap, yeah. Tiger Woods, Peyton Manning, Tim Duncan, Mike Krzyzewski. That's a, My, that's a really good like icon. Yep. Yeah, I totally get that. My last one, not a problematic person, to my knowledge, again, <laughs> but also not like it. So I stuck with baseball and football because those were really my sports when I was growing up. Those, those were the two. I also loved pro wrestling, but I couldn't think of a pro wrestler that like I resonated with that really was like, OK, this is this is my idol. This mm-hmm. is my icon. I was thinking maybe doing John Cena. I was thinking of maybe going to basketball and doing like Shaquille O'Neal because Shaq was obviously he was a huge part of everyone's childhood because not only was he a great basketball player, he was this this uh, talented speaker and he he was the genie movie. I mean, he he was everywhere. He he legit was everywhere. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. But I'm going with Troy Polamalu. Oh, the hair. 
the hair. He really was. Would you see the hair in in you? Is that is that where <laughs> like, it. like it, the, I just uh, I could feel little fat butterball Austin with his flat top was like one day I can have Troy Palomalu hair. <laughs> I could be on a Head and Shoulders commercial <laughs> yeah. or whatever. He, he I used for. Head and Shoulders. <laughs> I absolutely go. used Head and Shoulders because <laughs> Troy Palomalu had the the funny commercials with it, but. Troy Palomalu played the game of football the right way, and it just it res it watching Troy Palomalu play football made me have more fun playing football. And I, and I'll say this, you know, for forever, one of my biggest regrets is playing football in high school. I I didn't enjoy football to to that level. It my coaches aside, you know, whatever. It just wasn't it. It was a thing I had to do because I was in a smaller town in Holdridge Class B school. I had to do. I was a bigger guy. I was yeah. an athletic guy. It was a thing I had to do. Yep. Watching Troy Palomalu play football is how I wanted to love football yep. because he played football like a guy who like loves his hair football. was on fire, figuratively yeah. and maybe literally, maybe too. sometimes. <laughs> and and yeah. you always like you you were a fan of. You just loved watching him play, and that, and I hoped to find something to love as much as Troy Palomalu mm-hmm. loves playing football. Yeah. And I think I found it in in radio. But man, oh man, it just absolutely a, an incredible person and, yeah. and player. Oh yeah, love that one. That's that's my favorite pick. I uh, like yeah. my picks, but that's that was a good one. I, 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 that came off. I I would not have seen that one. Yeah. I could have seen all the three other ones from you. <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, especially two baseball players. Yeah. yeah. But um, that's a good one. Thank you. TP. Yeah. So so my uh, Mount Rushmore of sports icons from growing up was Mark McGuire, Brett Favre, Chipper Jones, and Troy. Palamalu, Palam, if you Palamalamalu, Palamalamalamala, yeah. yep. DJ Who's Your Mama, Who's <laughs> 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 Menzada. All right, uh, yeah, we are getting close to the end of the show, so it's time for our for you finds. I have, I, I don't have a ton this week. the The big thing that I'm seeing on my for you page is the chop sandwich uh, has become a big thing. Basically. What, the worst part about a sandwich is that you take a bite and it doesn't have all the parts of it. It's like there's not enough sauce on this part or maybe the, the tomato has moved around and all. You know how you fix that? Mm-hmm. TikTok has shown me the way. You just put all of your sandwich ingredients in on a cutting board and you chop that son of a bitch up and you just get it all bite, all little pieces. And then you take your bread and you just scoop it up. And so every bite is a great freaking bite. Is this a joke or is this This really? is real. <laughs> this is real. This what? is real life, man. Oh, that infuriates me. Come Why? on. I don't I don't know. Hit so, me with it. So you have a uh let's go ham I want I want a ham yeah. uh lettuce, tomato, mm-hmm. mayonnaise, um cheese. Yeah, yeah. cheese, uh-huh. maybe some like uh uh yeah, whatever. Okay. Let's yeah. that's that simple. Yeah. You're chopping it all up. Together, the yeah. ham, the cheese, the tomatoes, the lettuce, absolutely making it look almost like a like a really nasty looking coleslaw. Yep, that's exactly and it. And then you then you it's almost like a dip. Then at that point, uh-huh. right? You take a hoagie and you just squeeze around it, and then you just start munching. It's phenomenal. Get that out of here. Get that out of here. I don't need that. I don't need it. That's what's been on my for you page. Interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. 
What about you? What do you uh, got? Oh, I have a I have an audio clip for you here. Okay. Um, so this is uh, this was over the weekend. Uh, Mets broadcaster Keith Hernandez had an odd choice of phrasing on Friday uh, while speaking during an at bat as Blue Jays Alejandro Kirk was at the plate, top of the second inning, nobody out. Hernandez was speaking generally about hitting when he offered this advice. Being forward, you want to always be erect. When you make contact. <laughs> what? <laughs> like a telephone pole. Yeah. <laughs> like, a, like a telephone pole. So, yeah. I could just imagine when you listen to that clip, that's Keith Hernandez, right? Like, I could just imagine his play-by-play guy just, just not being able to control himself at that point. You need to be what at yeah. contact? You need to be, yeah, you need to be that really, at contact. Really, you know, your wood needs to be stiff whenever you're, uh, whenever you're trying to hit the ball like yeah, that. You like know? a telephone pole. Like a telephone pole. Exactly. You know, I, <laughs> sir, get your mind out of the gutter. He's got a point, though. You know, when you're making contact with the baseball, that thing, mm-hmm. you know, you want straight arms right Absolutely. there. Absolutely. You, so, uh, you the. <laughs> you got to what? <laughs> what? Listen, it's, it's all about being erect at all times, yes, okay? Yes. Rock hard, yep. solid. What? <laughs> you want the. You want your elbows to be stiff. Stiff as a. Cucumber. I don't know. <laughs> Eggplant. Let's get what out you, of here. What Let's do you get mean? Out of here. Let's end our Let's show. Let's end right our now. show. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. I'm Austin the Stash. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at Radio Guy Austin. He's Parker Siza. Where can they find you? At Parker Siza. That's right. We'll be back next week for more shenanigans next week on the Siza and the Stash Show. See ya. Peace.